Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicles. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercings? <laughs> like, no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. <laughs> How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes. Hey, good. everyone, and welcome to another episode of Plotty Time. If you've noticed, the intro's different. That's because we're doing something a little bit different today that's right we're doing another very special episode for you folks Woo! that guy right there that is sir chump slap what's going on bro bobo <laughs> perfect <laughs> and uh due to scheduling conflicts mostly my fault we couldn't get dr scientist for this episode so we figure if he's not here we're not gonna do a game and uh so there's this movie that came out <laughs> Yeah, 1994. 1994 that I want to talk about. And I pitched it to Chump Slap, and he's like, sure, I'll talk about that for an hour. Oh, yeah, easily. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I did a mini-sode about this, so this might be some repeating, but this is still going to be great. We are going to talk today. We're going to spend the whole episode talking about the Double Dragon movie from 1994. Yeah, you, you, you heard that right. Now... Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Did you only hear about this movie because I told you about it a while ago? No, I've seen it come up. Like, it was recommended after watching, like, Mortal Kombat or some other stupid movie. That's, that checks out. I didn't know this existed. Or if I had, I completely forgot. Yeah, it's not something I remember from my past. No, like, is that's crazy, though, right? Like, if there was a <laughs> Double Dragon movie in 1994... Like, that's when we were the most dialed into video games. How did we not pick this up? Yeah, I don't know. I was definitely dialed into movies at that time, too. So Not to get too far on tangent, but I definitely remember the Super Mario Brothers movie coming out with Johnny Legs and what's his name? Yeah. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. I remember that, and I remember going to the theater and seeing it. My parents were like, what the fuck was that? And that's a <laughs> fair question. It but was I classic. don't remember this. No, I don't think this made any fucking money. This might have been straight to deep. Straight to VHS or something. It certainly felt like it, didn't it? <laughs> because this movie, just to give you guys the stats, it was released in 1994. It was directed by a guy by the name of James Ukick. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. First and last Pretty sure. movie. Pretty sure. Was it actually? No, I have no idea. Oh, man. He probably did some other stuff. But uh, it stars as the titular, not the titular, yeah, the titular Double Dragons. Oh, yeah. Billy is Scott Wolf who at the time... We're going to throw some facts. We're going to talk about this movie, and we might even throw in a little bit of trivia for you because oh, snap. the trivia is fucking wild for this, too. <laughs> it looks like John Ukick went on to direct a lot of music videos. So my man's still working. Good that for makes him. sense, though. It does. It was... I could see that if you shot this making videos, for sure. Yeah, back when MTV was like, MTV. True. He also is doing a lot of stand-up special. Anyway, so this movie, it also stars uh, in the uh, the second lead, I guess we would call it, as Jimmy. Yeah. An actor who I did not recognize until I did research, Mark Dacascos. I recognize him. I don't know what he's from, though. I saw him in this, and I was like, man, why don't I know this guy at all? And now the thing I remember him for the most is John Wick Chapter 3. Okay. He was in that, was it three? It might have been two. I think it was three. It was three. He played a guy by the name of Zero, who is another assassin in the world of John Wick, who right. is like ultimate fanboy of John Wick. So he's like trying like shoot him and kill him in these shootouts. And then when they get a moment of silence, he's like, dude, I have studied your work for years. I am such a fan. Yeah, I don't remember from that. Oh, he's great. He's great. And then also one of the bigger roles, Alyssa Milano is in here. Right. She is playing a character by the name of Marion Delario. The original. Does she have a cool gang name? I don't remember. No, she's just Marion. She's just Marion the whole time. Did you see the plot of the original Double Dragon video game? I did. Do you have it? Because I think the fans want to hear it. Oh, of course they do. Well, tell, it, tell them what the original plot is. Marion's stolen by a gang of... I don't know, black clad ninjas or something. Roaming ninja street gangs. It was all they were all over the place in the early nineties. Oh yeah. Especially in Los Angeles. We remember that. Yep. But it's basically it's how Karate Kid got started. Yeah, so two brothers are going to fight to get her back. 
And once you beat the game, if you're playing co-op, you have to fight each other to see who wins her hand. Which, that's an interesting move. <laughs> yeah, right. To fight each other to the death to see who gets the girl they just saved. And uh, like no one's like, hey, you're cool with this, right, Marion? Oh, yeah. Do you think her response is, I'm good with whatever? You, I like both of you the same. You look exactly the same. Yeah, so, you know, whichever wins, it's fine. <laughs> and, and then uh, the one of the other bigger characters, Robert Patrick, as Koga Shuko, he is, w- without a doubt, most iconic role is the T-1000 from Terminator 2. Oh, snap. I did not put that together. Yep, that is him. He... I don't understand this because when Terminator 2 came out in 91, right. uh, this guy became famous. Like, <laughs> this guy's face... I mean, Terminator 2, without a doubt, was a cultural phenomenon. It was it was like, for you younger kids, I guess, like Game of Thrones, it was just like that. It was huge. It and was pretty big. It was so big that they parodied this scary cop and often cast Robert Patrick in, like, commercials... And he was in Wayne's World too. Yeah, I remember yeah. that as this guy. <laughs> so as like a side joke. So he did that for like three years, only doing one other movie. I think Fire in the Sky, which was the UFO abduction movie, which was also great. Oh yeah, yeah. What was he in Fire in the Sky? He was one of the dudes. I think he was the just one of his friends. Yeah, he was one of his friends of the guy who got kidnapped. Okay. Who they're like, I don't know, man. This sounds fucking nuts, but he sure as shit believes it. <laughs> Right, right. What's confusing me is at this time, you got to think he he has dozens of scripts like to choose from whatever he wants to do. You think? He's at peak popularity. That's what I thought. Well, you, you see this one, you say Alyssa Milano signed on. You might just pick it up without reading it. Well, apparently the story is he picked it up because he's just a huge fan of martial arts and martial arts movies. Yeah, that's fair. There was some in here. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit, but he's like... I get to fight martial arts and be the bad guy with, like, all the best lines? Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Uh, he did mention in an interview with AV Club that uh, he's proud of his work for this movie. Right. That's he what he good. said. Yeah, he was all right. He was good. I thought he brought it. I thought he really made really made an effort, yeah, even definitely. if it wasn't perfect. But he also said, eh, I realize this might not have, you know, come together all that great. <laughs> Which is the most polite way to say that, yeah, the movie blew. Yeah, but, oh, wait till we get into it, man. We didn't even get to the movie yet. I know. This this should have been a blockbuster, dude. I heard about this movie right before whenever I did that minisode. I had no idea it existed. I just looked up an internet fucking list of movies based on video games, and they had this. I was like, when did that? Wait, what? How did I miss that? So I immediately watched it and was like, holy shit. Yeah, it is something. It is pure insanity. We're going to take you guys through it. Because I have, I have so many notes. I could be here for three hours. Like, you're going to have to stop me at some point. <laughs> I have more notes than most video games that we do. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, Christ. So we start uh, with this, this... I guess we start with the flashback, right? Yeah. Thousands of years ago. Was it thousands of years ago, or do we just assume it was? I believe they say thousands of years ago. Because <sighs> I got the vibe... That Robert Patrick's right-hand lady. What was her name? Lady something? Oh, no. I'm talking about, like, in the very beginning of the game, they say thousands of years ago, the king created the medallions and such. Oh, I completely skipped that part. But, yeah, you have notes. Go ahead and tell us what that's all about. <laughs> oh, that's all it is. They just, it's just a voiceover. <laughs> that's why I have it in front end the thing. All right, so it was knocked into two parts, this dragon medallion. Yeah. It was, it was one part's the body, which makes you super strong, I guess. And then the other one's the soul. <laughs> which makes you a shadow person. Yeah, which you don't, walls don't matter. Uh, you can apparently possess people. Yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want, I guess. Well, pretty much all we see is possess people and sneak in the shadows. Yeah, it's those two things. That's exactly all we see. Maybe you could do more. Yeah. Who knows? So then, then we get to the time where it was like Mongol. I thought it was like Mongol times, like early, like what? What are the Mongols are like the five hundred? Where it I just know, says history. somewhere in China. <laughs> yeah, where it just says somewhere in China. I thought this was years ago, and then it turns out it was present day, two thousand seven. This okay. So this is my favorite part. Yeah. There is there the there's the the main bad badass person we follow, 
with which just has like the eye slits. That's all you see is their eyes and they're surveying. They're the boss, whatever. Yes. They come to this one soldier, and he goes, "They these people couldn't talk anyway. They cut out their tongues." Okay. I am ninety five percent sure he said that in English, and they overdubbed a Chinese voice. <laughs> really? Because on the screen it is a Chinese voice. It is uh, very, well in the Chinese language. I, I don't know if it's a yes, Chinese yes. voice. It's in the language. They're spoken in the language. The lines read in Chinese, and then it has the subtitle. But I think he said the subtitle, and then they overdubbed it. <laughs> Watch it again. It's very confusing. Damn. But basically, we move on to our main area of the game, New Angeles, which is. Los Angeles in the dystopian year of 2007. Oh, seven years after the great earthquake. This earthquake apparently separated parts of Los Angeles from the rest of the state. Yeah, it cracked off a part and flooded other parts. I don't know. Yeah, the uh, special effects and my knowledge of not knowing the layout of L.A. <laughs> yeah. It appears that it's not all together. So I'm also not sure. I assume this is just like L.A., but like are, is every city infested with street gangs or is it just L.A.? I'm not 100% sure either because it's L.A. It's covered in smog. Watch out for mm-hmm. that stuff. And it's flooded. It seems just like, I don't know, it's post-apocalyptic. Did the great quake fuck up the rest of the United States, the rest of the planet? What the hell did it do? That's what I'm thinking. Is it just here or is it everywhere else? Because we don't know. They don't explain it. We're yeah, they don't led. show anything else. And we don't ever leave this area. Well, this city. So yeah. the reason this is a big deal is because there's a citywide curfew at night because the gangs control the streets at night. Like the cops have given up. The cops, <laughs> the cops are day shift. The gangs are night shift. Makes sense. And uh, I just... I'm amazed that everyone in this world of the thing is like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's yeah, good. That, that totally makes sense. We're cool with that. And the fucking cops are even like, but I'm, I'm not going out there. It's nighttime. <laughs> I, can't, I don't work at night. What are you, crazy? And they say shit like, well, you know, at least you got the whole day. Like, like that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a curfew. And during one news segment, they show like the live cam was all the cops coming in for the night <laughs> and locking yeah. up. Yeah. It was pretty great. So that's the world we're led to believe exists. It is a city broken off from the main country uh, with roaming gangs that just terrorize the night, but the day's probably fine. Yeah, so far. I also thought it was really funny. This A lot of the movie was filmed in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, really? Which I think is hilarious because they tried to find a place that was like industrialized but really shitty, just a trash city, and they picked Cleveland, Ohio. Did they use That's kind of funny. Did they use a real theater for their home? And like it seemed real. Like they I just run it out of theater and put all this garbage in it. It could be. I I don't know. I didn't read that part. <laughs> so then we go meet our main bad guy, the pre-mentioned Robert Patrick, who I'm just referring to him as Robert Patrick or the T1000. Yeah, Shuko, whatever. Shuko. Or his real name, Victor Geisman. I forgot he had a third name. Before he changed it. To sh- oh, he's totally the guy, too, that's like, actually, my name now is Koga Shuku. Yeah. He tells someone in this movie that for the first time. So this must have just happened. Yeah. Or he's got, two an alter ego that nobody knows about. And he's a regular businessman today. Who the hell knows? It's not clear. Anything's possible in the world where <laughs> gangs run the night. Yes, exactly. Uh, the point of this scene is... He is looking for the full medallion. He has half of it, and then he demands that his local group of hitmen and cronies and hangers-on go get the other half. Right. But that's all he says. He doesn't say where it is. He doesn't say any of his insight. We actually learn that later. Yeah, but, he's, but, but Lash is like, oh, this is only half of it. Lash is whip-bearing female number one. Lash? Is that what she, her name was? Yeah. I thought it was. I kept. I thought they kept saying Flash. No, Lash. Like Lash with a whip. Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. She's credited as Linda Lash. No shit. So Christ. Then we get to the karate tournament where we meet Jimmy <laughs> and Billy Lee. Good. Full names. Yeah. James Stewart Lee and William Burroughs Lee. 
Oh, get the hell out. That's what they named them. There's like a, a second where they're looking up the gang computer, which, oh my God, I can't wait to talk about the gang computer. <laughs> <laughs> where it says their full names right there. Their uh, it's 17 and 18 years old, respectively. Which they both look like they're in their mid-20s, but what do I know? <laughs> uh, and then they have a woman who's with them, Satori. Uh, we She looks... She looked the same age, right? Like, yeah, or they close put, to. They put like white streaks in her hair to make her look older or something. But she did not look older. She did not look older at all. But apparently, she's an immortal being, which we'll get to later. Oh snap! Yeah, we're gonna spoil this whole movie. If you haven't, I should have said <laughs> that before. But uh, if you have not watched this movie, you can you can pause it right now. We already got your download count, so if you don't come back, I understand. But you can pause it right now. Go watch this movie and come back. It is clown shit, and we're gonna get into it. <laughs> clown shit. Uh, so at this fight, we get we get uh, the gist of who Billy and Jimmy are. Billy is Scott Wolf, and he's a hothead. And then Jimmy is like the straight man. He's the guy that's like thinks more with logic and is a little bit more emotional. And is better at karate. And is seemingly I don't know if I want to use the word more disciplined, but he definitely put in way more practice hours. Right. Like it's exactly. So then. They're in this corn the tournament. They fuck. They kind of ch- what does Billy like cheat or do a cheap shot or something? And he gets DQ'd. <laughs> Billy jumps on a guy's back and starts giving him a noogie. In the uh, <laughs> the unsanctioned karate event that was interrupted by a brief earthquake. Oh yeah, we're we gonna talk about the the small person that's just like pumping a jack. To try to keep the roof intact or whatever. I don't know what the hell I these jacks are for. I <laughs> completely forgot about that. It's like an old-timey fucking car jack that has, like, the huge lever, and just, it goes into that one little piece that looks like a wedge and pulls the car up, oh. and he's just doing that to keep the roof up so it doesn't collapse. I completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah. There's even commercials for these jacks on during the news. It's fucking Oh, that's wild. right. How did I miss that? <laughs> Man, I watched it uh, a while ago, and then uh, I just watched it recently last night, but I was so tired, I must have missed that part. <laughs> Or I was writing notes down or some shit. Dude, I watched it like three times. Only made it to the end once. <laughs> nice. Oh, Christ. So then, after the karate tournament, they're on their way back to their theater home. And then, as they're driving through the city, Centauri's... I love... Oh, God. She's like knitting in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. Which, A, car knitting's a little silly. B, but she's old. I know, that's why. But yeah, that's the thing. Like she's like, what's an old hobby she could be doing that old ladies do? I don't know. Knitting. So knitting. she's knitting, and then she uses it later to stab. <laughs> Fucking what's his name? And then, as they're driving through, they get a run in with a gang. It turns out that the gang's the Mohawks. They learned <sighs> this by typing it all up in their gang computer that they have in every car. Yeah, they let you know every gang that's going on. And they're like, oh, it's just the Mohawks. Who's funding this app? Who's like, all right, here's all the gang info. They charge 50 bucks. You know, you can pay by a credit card. <laughs> you got a problem with that? <laughs> yeah, and they have like all this intel on all these gangs and who they are and how they operate. And it's just at everybody's fingertips in the city. And all the gangs are just like, yeah, that, that's, that's right. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you drove past Bobo Bobo's territory? Oh, you better pay him 50 bucks because he can bench 800 pounds, dude. So is this a subscription service? Does the city pay for it? I have a lot of questions about the computer. <laughs> it might be the dark web, dude. It might be the dark web. They're just a little ahead of the curve with computers <laughs> and fucking cars. Oh, yeah, their cars are... Whew. Wow. And then as they're confronted by the Mohawks, they get the Mohawk leader, Bo. Wait, how? Okay. Bo, a Bobo. Bo, a Bobo. <laughs> Bo, space, a Bobo. He puts his hand on the thing, the, and then Satori stabs with it any needle. And he they, gives him a window to escape with their car. Right. And they're, let's talk about the cars for a second. <laughs> let's talk about the cars. This is, it's got to be a Back to the Future reference, right? Like, that's what this has to be. Right? Yeah, because it runs off burning garbage. Yeah, like straight up Back to the Future style. He twists the thing off and just throws garbage in the console and that powers the car. (laughs) Yeah, but at least Back to the Future made, I don't know, it was fusion or whatever, but this is just burning garbage. Like, it's a steam engine or something. 
Yeah, with a vent that goes out of the back of the roof of the car and just throws fire. <laughs> That's how these cars like get around. 12 feet. That's how this technology works. They have enough technology to get a gang computer in every car, but not <laughs> enough to, to fucking put a battery in the car. There's, I don't know, man. There's no gas anymore. This is got to burn garbage. And they end up outrunning the gang by throwing some kind of, like, fucking rocket fuel or some shit in there. Yeah, you know what it was? Was it, like, an energy drink? Is that what Canned cheese. Like... Oh. <laughs> okay, that this is a great time to talk about the tone of this film. Oh, it's... Because the there top. were times when I'm like, this is a serious action movie, and then immediately and within seconds turned around and was like, is this a kid's movie? I, was it PG-13? I have no idea. Had to be, right? There's no blood I or am, anything. I will check, but yes, PG-13 for martial arts violence. Awesome. Right, there wasn't even any smoking in it, I don't think. Oh, yeah, there was. No, a lot of people got their ass kicked. That's about it. Yeah. But it was just... The tone of this movie, there are times when they do like literal shit out of cartoons. And yeah, like, like really bad cheese puns. whiz that he found in the glove box into this fucking. He's like, oh man, what's this stuff? And he rails off all these wild ingredients that are like preservatives. And it's like, oh, it's cheese whiz. Throw it in. And then the it just, the car blasts off like a rocket. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have like a fucking case of cheese whiz there? That's a great question. For this exact scenario, which I guess happens every night. Yeah. If you're out past Because the gangs man. run the street. <laughs> I just I it's such a hard th- uh, but all right I'm not gonna focus on the gang things it's 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 the world we live in in this game right right so after they steal from a bunch of movies and like escape the play the movie looks like escape from New York whatever they go they actually go through I believe it's the same shooting location the same tunnel that back to the future one went through oh like really the, or back to the future two where he had the hoverboard and was like running from Biff oh yes yes that's like a very famous tunnel near Los Angeles. I forget what it's called, but I think it's that exact same tunnel. And that's supposed to signify they got to safety or whatever. Then as they, before they get to safety and drive away in the, in the night, they run into another sh- gang of, st- of, of street youths. Yes, yes. And oh. we meet the Power Corps. Ooh, Marion. First off, Marion's first off great name. Great oh, yeah. Name. Very 80s style. Clothing and such. Yeah. I mean, I could spend 15 minutes just talking about what the hell her pants were doing. Because <laughs> that shit didn't make any sense. No. It was like, you guys just Google Alyssa Milano pants back to the uh, double dragon, not back to the, <laughs> back to the double dragon. <laughs> but just to give you a quick description, these they're like shorts. And then underneath her shorts, she's wearing like, a, a, like garters? Garters with like boxers <laughs> got her yeah with boxers and then they connected to like the bottom third of a pant leg mm-hmm. and i know what you're thinking that doesn't make sense it does not just yeah. google it it looks like she her garter or whatever kind of belt strap system was whole is just holding up extra cloth that you don't need it's wild it's pretty neat that's just the pants crazy styles in 2007 let me tell you <sighs> crazy times, man. I mean, they thought saw it as the uh, natural evolution of Jinkos, right? I wish. Rain in those pants, but <laughs> detach them. So Billy has a crush on Marianne. He's, it's like a love at first sight thing. Right. Uh, which also, fun fact, Alyssa Milano and Scott Wolf actually started dating during the making of this movie. Because of this movie? Yeah, that's how they met and started dating. Aww. And then they had like this whole like crazy... Young love thing, and then they were broken up within like a year. Sounds about right. That's Hollywood for you, am I right? Yeah, you said it, bud. And then we find out that she uh, apparently lives this double life as the daughter of the chief of police. (laughs) Who wears a wig every day, all day? To trick her family into believing she's not on the streets? Yeah, the... It was very confusing because she's in like a leadership position in the power core. Right. And they're just all like, like, how insulting is that? These are kids that are living on the street and like some white savior from the fucking suburbs comes in 
and starts running the place. It's like, okay, great. You guys all have a place to sleep. Great. I'm going to go back to my actual house. I'm not going to here. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm going to go sleep in my uh, bed in my dad's house. He's the chief of police, by the way. Yeah, MBD. He, MBD. He you suckers money. stay here. You, you, you'll, yeah, we have enough food, whatever. Because yeah. I only got the vibe that she was running the place. Yeah, she was definitely head in charge of the power core. So then we're back at the Lee's place. They're talking. They're having a normal night. I, th- I believe they're just sparring and fucking around at this point. No, they're not sparring yet. That comes later. Uh, so Robert Patrick shows up and you can you get the vibe that her and Santori, that pa- Robert Patrick and Santori have a history together. Uh, he calls her Lotus Flower. She, what did she call him? I have Iceman, but that can't be correct. Geisman. His original Geisman? name, Victor Geisman. Oh, I said Iceman. That I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> so Patrick's like, okay, great. Yeah, I know you from way back. How about you uh, just give me the medallion? And she's like, I put continents between us, you and the medallion. There's no fucking way in a billion years you're ever going to find it. Yep. And then what happens? Well, previously she gave it to Billy to hold. Right. So Billy and Jimmy walk out, and there it is around Billy's neck. So, just fucking sitting there, right? Why would she give it to him of all people? He seems like the least responsible of the three of them. Yeah, I mean Jimmy's even way more responsible. Absolutely. He wasn't first born. I don't know. Anyway, so, so now now he's coming after the medallion. He's coming after the medallion. There's a a very childish fight scene i guess that's the best word for it oh yeah where they run an obstacle course and throw basketballs at people's heads Uh, and then the suitcase bit the suitcase (laughs) so jimmy basically hits some guy they get knocked out and they fall to the ground and as the camera follows them hitting the ground with their head right behind their head not touching the the person was a suitcase right scott wolf was holding and then the camera pans up to his face and he goes what a head case. Cause he does he like lock the guy's hair in it? I don't know. He closed <laughs> it. He slapped it down real hard. I thought that was just part of the bit. Maybe yeah, he it did, looked like, like the guy's hair fell into the open suitcase and he closed the suitcase on it. To try and keep him from yeah, getting, from up, getting I up. I don't know. Yes. Oh Jesus. And he said, What a head case. People, he said that line. <laughs> in a real movie. And then, you know, there's a beatdown. Uh, I guess we. this is where we find out that I don't understand what their history is between Robert Patrick and Santori, but I guess they're ancient beings of some sort. Uh, I don't see why. Why they're ancient beings or why they are not? Why they are ancient beings. That's a what, good question. When does he say why that? I don't know. Why did I write that in my notes? Why did I get that vibe? I don't know. Well, this is where where the guy possesses her body and tries to snag the fucking dragon from billy that's right he shows up tries to basically trick them into giving her the medallion <laughs> yeah he's like yeah just give me it we'll be fine well you said you we should keep them separate yeah i know but i just want to hold on to it if he would have just went for like another couple more seconds i think he would have totally got him yeah i think yeah he's stupid enough but no he loses his cool and just tries to snag it he bails on the cool so fast right and then just tries to grab it and they fight him fight him off and then this is where Boa Bobo shows up. Oh, this is the big reveal. Well, yeah. This is it's not the same Boa Bobo that we saw before, is it? No, not at all. Totally different actor as well. I thought you'd like this because this is like some nice eighties, nineties practical effects. Oh yeah. They're not nice though. <laughs> not Boa Bobo. Uh explain to the people what is what does Boa Bobo look like right now? Well, after he was taken by Shuko and genetically engineered in one of his labs to be 10 times stronger than any man. He looks like no neck, just big muscle. Looks like a little, you got, you know, those little pocket muscle men that they used to have back in the day. Sure. He looks like one of those, just like wildly over muscled and doesn't look like he'd be able to move very well. Yeah, think of like a cartoon version of what the muscliest guy you think would look like. That's what Bobo Bobo looks like. Yeah. And it reminded me a lot of like Freaked 
or uh, Nothing But Trouble or one of those movies where it's just some weird, gross yeah, person it was creature. Just, it wasn't even good makeup. It was crazy. And then as they fight, so Boss, by the way, they turned him around into that in like, what, a couple hours? Are we yeah. still the same night? We're still in the same night. No. Had to be a day, right? I think a night passed. I don't know. Maybe it is still night. Wait. No, it has to be the next day because Alyssa Milano woke up in the morning and that's when we found right, out. Right, right. Okay. So, th- but this is like the next night. So, this is maybe at most 24 hours. It could be the day, too. I mean, fucking Shuko can go out at day time. That's He's true. Not I don't criminal. know what to- Either way. We're talking under a couple days. Yeah, so it's they one day him at most. <laughs> into that steroided freak almost immediately. Right. And then while Satori is trying to get him out, trying to save him, she ends up dying. And there's this huge building explosion. This which, was nice. I was just going to say that. This is honestly a great effect. Like, this looked great. Yeah, the explosions in this movie are fucking top notch, man. They really did them. Yeah, they went. They hired well in the pyro department. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I, I know that sounds like we're joking, but the the explosion effects are great. I think there's two or there's three. There's two. Them. This one and the fucking one on on the river is crazy. That is, great. <laughs> and we're gonna get to that. Like I said, she, the, the place is fucked. It blows up, and then. We get to we're go back to Miriam's house just for a second here, and we don't need to like dwell on this part too much. I just thought it was hilarious that this kid was rocking like a VR headset. Oh yeah, I was gonna say he has some I'm sweet like, yeah, VR man. where he's doing like a roller coaster through a city. Yeah, it's and not, the it's gra- so <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's close to what VR would become, but we're getting it just now. That's the difference. Yeah, that was two thousand seven. So we've got two solid explosions in this movie and a prophecy of VR. So oh, yeah. pretty dope. So then uh, this, one of the best scenes. What, the gang meeting? The gang meeting. <laughs> so apparently, th- this has to be, like, I can't think of anything else but the Warriors when they have a gang meeting. All the gangs just come and fucking listen to one. Yeah. Is that the gang president? It's, so the guy you're talking about is Michael Berryman. Right. I forget what he's they actually named shit. him. Uh, but he's the dude from The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, he passed away a couple years ago. But he's fantastic. But I think he... I got the vibe that he wasn't necessarily like the ga- the biggest gang leader of all of them. I thought he was... Kind of, he seemed like just an elder in the community that kind of kept shit together. Yeah. Like, uh, speaker like this of the a, this house. This is a loose, loose power structure. Right. But why is he talking, you know? It's like everyone respects this guy, at least. Yeah. He's just, he's so old. He's been in the game so long. They're like, all right, he knows something about something. He's still alive. Right. Because the gang life in New Angeles 2007 is no fucking joke. (laughs) No, sir. We got the Mohawks, the Postmen, the Maniacs, the Geeks, the Clowns, and fucking. Are you just naming the people you've seen in this? Because I do have a whole section. No, no, that was like when they did the... The roll call? Yeah. Whatever it was. Oh, that was funny. Dude, the postman. Oh, my God. We're going to get to the <laughs> But anyway, in this scene, he basically goes, hey, everybody, appreciate you're all here. Thanks for showing up. Cool. I'm in charge now. And then Barryman's like, what? What are you talking about? And then he does some kind of black magic. Shadow choke him? Shadow, shadow magic? Yeah. It's like kind of the Darth Vader force grab thing, but his shadow's doing it. You guys get it. You're smart. And then he dies and kills Michael Barrowman, and the crowd goes the wild. The place <laughs> <erupts> <laughs> with cheering. Everyone. Like, we love death. We respected this man enough to listen to him 30 seconds ago. No, but it's cooler that he died. Yeah. And he's dead. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking A. And then everyone is just like, all right, great. This guy's in charge. That's it. That's the whole scene. So then the next thing that happens, the power core apparently, I don't know what else, what other word to use, but kidnaps Boa Bobo. Right, right. I don't they know They find how him they in the wreckage that. of the house and they just pick him up and they're like, you're, it's okay. You're coming with us. It seemed like Boa Bobo was concussed and they just kind of took advantage of that. Yeah. They pretty much were like, hey, we're your boss. We're your boss. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. The boys have a heart-to-heart on the beach with, uh, I didn't write many notes about this, just watch. It's amazing acting. Amazing stuff. Which part? 
It's where right where they're like, you killed Saturn. <laughs> like that. Whole- oh, yeah. This is where they find out that their fucking car's all fucked. Yep. They're like, ah, there it is. Cheese ruined the engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. And then they're walking down the street and this is where they turn a corner and all of a sudden you see a smattering of gang members. Gangs during the day. They're coming out during the day. They're not allowed to do that. No way, man. And then we need to talk about this fucking shot. They do a shot from the point of view of Billy and Jimmy showing all of the gang members, and they just sweep across, and this is some of the fucking craziest shit I've ever seen. (laughs) Because there's like, I I wrote down most of these. There's the mailman who's on the car. Right. He's like bouncing like ready to fucking strike Mm -hmm. on on the ground there's a little bench and there's just the fucking Amish dude sitting there (laughs) wonder what part he's for do you remember any of these I have a couple of my favorite I just had there there were a couple like Angus Young looking motherfuckers with like schoolboy outfits on and stupid hats yeah I guess the (laughs) I I had them as the uh, the uh, the geeks adult man (laughs) schoolboy but they were like wearing this fucking Spinny hats and shit. <laughs> oh, my God. There's like three mimes. Oh, yeah. Part of the clown gang, of course. The clown gang? There's one fucking clown standing on top of the bus. And it's a dude. You could see, like, he was out of focus. He was in the background. But you saw the clown makeup on the face. And then he had just what appeared to be some kind of black lycra bodysuit. <laughs> with, like, three big fucking black balls down the front of it. <laughs> Beautiful. And then that was amazing. There's a dude in chainmail, and then another dude with just like a chainmail hat on. Yeah, I don't know. Like what. out of the steampunk gang, but the, okay, the last one. I'm sorry, there's so many of these, so many. Oh, I love it's fun them. to just watch them all. Yeah, I rewound it like four times. <laughs> but my favorite one is there's a woman who is dressed in what I can only say is just normal everyday attire, just like right. I'm going to work. At the grocery store, like that, she—that's what she looks like. At, she doesn't look like any gang member. She's just a person, but she has a fucking handbag, and she's just swinging. Oh yeah, <laughs> just fucking swinging it like it's filled with bricks, and if you go near it, yeah, you're, you're getting get hurt, hurt. Man, I—I I don't know what gang she was in, but I laughed so fucking hard because they're these mostly static people just looking like badasses <laughs> barely moving and you this lady just fucking spin in this bag <laughs> oh, I'll put a picture on the Instagram post guys go to Instagram there will be visual aids for this oh beautiful I'll take the screen grabs myself if I have to but there's just she's just fucking <laughs> oh it's great it's so great oh yeah and then there's a mailman who like jumps from the top of a water tower Oh my god! <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's one of the groups, the the postal workers. Would you call the postman? Postman, yeah. Oh Christ! So they <laughs> run away. That happens. The postman thing, and they get into this ridiculous chase sequence. They get stuck in a little shack on the river. They hop in jet skis and fuck off down the river. No, they hop in a boat, water. and then the gangs hop on jet skis and chase well, them. I. Th- Yes, you're correct. They hop in a boat, but it was like a weird jet ski hand control yeah, thing. I was going to say, it's like a two-person jet ski. It was weird. But like a boat body? It was very strange. Yeah. But everybody else was doing jet skis, chasing them. And then they set the fucking river on fire. Oh, yeah. Now, fun fact about this this river in Ohio, the Cuyahoga River, due to so many years of pollution, like it caught fire. Like that happened in history. To the it's a thing you can look up. river. And light it on yeah. fire. Yeah, so polluted it caught on fire several times in the past. They lit it on fire for this effect. They didn't even put anything in the water? I think they put, like, uh, they said it was alcohol and something okay. else. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> that'd be crazy. And, uh, yeah, I just think that that's wild that it was. Oh, yeah. And, and they Sorry, fly past the fucking Hollywood sign. Yep, of course. And then we got this Robert Patrick who's super mad that he doesn't have the medallion yet. That's it. We're just checking in with him, and he's like, you assholes, go get it. Oh, yeah, because the boat blows up when it hits the highway sign that they're flying into. They go so fast into a sign that it explodes, and the boat explodes. Awesome. But they, they jumped out just in time. Well, that was close. So now 
they're gonna check the bottom of the river because Robert Patrick's like well, it's got to be at the bottom now. They're dead. And then we get to Miriam's house again, where her asshole cop dad is doing some good old-fashioned copaganda. Saying, like, <laughs> maybe if the police had more funding, they'd be able to blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. It's this is pretty... It's a pro-cop movie. It is a, this is a very pro-cop movie. <laughs> so then we cut to Alyssa Milano, back with the power core, and I don't know how else to say this, but force-feeding Boa Bobo spinach. I guess. Yeah. And he just keeps farting. She's a, she's asking him questions. She's asking him questions, trying to get intel. He's farting. It's a kid's movie again. We <laughs> dipped back into kid's movie. Right. With the silly farts. And then he ends up just, I guess, joining the power core. Well, they put him, they like lock him up in a room by himself. Yeah. So torture until they break him and then recruit him for their cause. Yeah. That's what, that's what happened, right? Well, he's not, I don't think he's recruited yet, but they lock him in a room. He eventually looks in the mirror. And he's like, oh, and somehow just becomes Power Corp good guy. I don't understand his arc in this movie. Yeah, it's wild. And then after a very arousing skateboarding and rollerblading through the mall for some reason sequence. Oh, because Billy and Jimmy asked Marion for help and this is her plan. She's like, okay, we'll have a bunch of inline skaters and skateboarders go through the mall, distract the security guards so we could break an event and sneak into the what's his name shuko's office bunch of rad fucking dudes that's who uh that's who came in there <laughs> oh fucking hey man doing inline tricks damn it was so sick cool. and then it turns out while they're trying to break in the asshole dad cop the chief of police is actually in a meeting with robert patrick yeah and then robert patrick's like hey i know how this works i get it look it's fine here you <laughs> go here's the bribe fuck off and he's like i'm not taking your bribe because he has a backbone all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, he's, he said, I did before once. Like, he's like, I'm not doing it again. Yeah, he's like, I made the mistake of doing it once or something like that. So he's actually basically, I don't know. He's trying to do the right thing. He just wants the cops to, what, give him all the gangs night and day? I assume the I first know. bribe was to get him nighttime? I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't put that together because maybe... He would have like started the charge to give the gangs nighttime, but most of the cops are pretty pretty on board with letting them have the nighttime. Yeah, are we gonna Those talk? Are we, are we gonna bring up uh, Marion's plan here, like the whole reason they broke in? Uh, no, go ahead. I missed this part. Oh, yeah. She's like, okay, we'll break in, and then we'll upload this Shuko gang link. We'll upload a fake one, oh, so it looks yeah. like the maniacs make more money than every other gang. And then we'll start a gang war that way in fighting. Yeah, you're right. I should. And they never do that. They never. <laughs> it doesn't even come <laughs> up. So two things. <laughs> One, I should have put that in my notes. I mentioned it. Um, but two, yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so that she's like, I got this. We can fix this by having murder throughout the entire city. Yeah, just draining the streets in blood. All the gang all the ones gang. that aren't like us will kill each other. Yeah, you got it. And boom, we're done. And then they just never they never mentioned it. No, they go to let's use a fucking piece of fishing line and a pin and try to steal the fucking body dragon this way. Which they do attempt to do <sighs> while this whole meeting is going on. And yeah. it's again we're back in like a kids movie. Yeah, Lash is watching it the whole time. She, she never says a word. Dude, I don't mean... I'm not judging anybody, but something was going on with that actress, Christina, uh, Christina Wagner. Yeah. And next time you watch this, which I assume will be right after this, jump slap, uh, look at her in the background when people are talking. I know. She's awesome. She is making like weird choices. There's one where you they cut to her and... She's like looking kind of like a badass looking forward, like keeping it together, but her mouth is open. <laughs> yeah. Just think about what that looks like. She was doing like weird shit the whole time. It was awesome. And then there was one time where they cut back to her when uh, fucking Robert Patrick was talking and she's just licking her lip, like just the top part. Yeah. Was- well, she's, she was from General Hospital. Oh, we know from the. Uh, oh, we'll get to yeah. that. <laughs> oh, that's a good, good bit. So it ends up. That Lash finally puts it together there in the vet, strikes the vet with a weapon I don't understand, a sword on the end of a pole, 
The pole arm, yeah. And then they fall through the, the ceiling. They have to fight a zombie basketball player who they then crush with a platform. Yeah, this is after they slide down an elevator cable. Don't leave. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like 30 fucking floors, too. By the looks of it. They just jumped into an open elevator shaft and grabbed the rope because they were coming after Robert Patrick and he just fuck that's right, he just fucking loosied him with the football. It's <laughs> yeah. like whoa, 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 and slid to the side, they jumped into an open yeah. elevator shaft. I think he says yoink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that part. Oh, that's so good. fantastic. They get to the bottom and then they end up fighting the zombie basketball player. That's what he is. You can look at the movie. It's I don't yeah, know. How because the shadow Shuko Shadow jumps down the fucking thing with no problem and just starts inhabiting these bodies that are just laying around. They're just laying around. <laughs> he ends up getting crushed by a platform, which was very funny to me. And then, <laughs> end of this scene, Jimmy basically gets kidnapped, gets taken. Yes. And Marion and Billy get stuck in a air vent. <laughs> now that the gangs have broken the truths, the cops are like, Maybe we should do our job. And if they're going to go out there during the day, maybe we got to go out there at night and, you know, calm some shit down. Yeah, that's what the captain says. And everyone's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> I yeah, out. I was definitely waiting for like one dude to be like, Jeremy can't go alone. I respect him too much. No, no. He walks out there, gets in the car, and fucking leaves. Yeah, because one of them's like, you're just doing this to save your daughter. He's like, no, I'm doing this because my daughter's out there doing our fucking jobs. <laughs> and yeah. Nobody does anything. It's such a pro-cop movie, and they paint the cops like such fucking cowards. Cowards, dude. Ugh. Like, all right, get ready for to like go to work. And he's like, but, but it's night outside. Yeah. <laughs> I don't work nights, dude. Oh, man. That was, that was fucking... An interesting choice, again. Uh-huh. And then Robert Patrick has them all... Uh, has Jimmy all bound up there. Apparently, he knew their father back in the day. Yeah, and it doesn't he was matter because his... he ended up killing him. <laughs> yeah, he just finds out, oh, I killed your father because we were partners. We found the double dragon, and he didn't understand that I could rule a single city with it. <laughs> so fucking dumb. <laughs> and, he's like, right, and then I killed your dad, by the way. Yeah, and then now he's dead. So that's what you get. Then Robert Patrick orders the gang to go attack the power core, which they then do. Right. Uh all the fights are very poorly choreographed. It's pretty entertaining to me. Yeah. Oh, there's this one move where Billy throws a paint can at a clown, and the paint, <laughs> the clown catches it, and then he pulls the string back and pulls the clown into like a vat of acid or whatever. Yeah, the floor is acid. It's it, <laughs> it must have been a callback to one of the games. It had to be. It had to be right because it was like the it was like a I don't know like a checkerboard setup, and the one side was acid. Yeah. People kept falling into the acid, and I assume immediately evaporating or dying. Right? They never, they never showed anyone climbing out of it. No. They didn't, they didn't show anyone surfacing in it. <laughs> True. And then uh, Flash is just fighting gang members. Yeah, she's fun. just fucking people up with her sick whip skills. Like, just whoever. Because isn't she with Robert Patrick, who has the gangs under him? Like, shouldn't she be fighting the Power Core people? She was just fighting the gang members. Yeah, why was... Yeah, she was fighting... I didn't even notice that. I, yeah, she was... It was she very was just fucking people up, but then she's fighting... Just like Jimmy whoever walks by, she's like, oh, we're fighting now. Yeah. Well, doesn't she fuck with Jimmy? Or no, he's, she's fucking... Trying to whip at Marion? And then her whip gets stuck on a pole? Oh, that... She tries to whip Jimmy, and then Marion... They throw the, the bolt cutters to Marion and she cuts it. Yeah, she's a whip expert. Why can't she get her whip unstuck from this pole? Great question. Or just let go of the whip. It's like the second she drops the whip, she gets punched in the face and she's fucking dead. Right? Awesome. We'll get to that. We're almost there. We're almost there, guys. That's when she says, doesn't she like hit Marion and be like, now who's the boss? Yes, she did. I didn't even write that pun down. I guess I should have. Alyssa Milano, famous for being on the show Who's the Boss. Right. And then Flash punches Alyssa Milano and goes, now who's the boss? It's a, it's fun. Yeah. And then uh, Alyssa Milano beats her ass and says, generally, I put people in the hospital. Because, get it, guys? You General Hospital. Oh. Christina Wagner, the actress, was a regular on General Hospital. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, I don't. So who's this movie for? Is it for? I don't know. Are the is the farting? You know what? We'll save it till the end. Kids who watch General Hospital. Kids who watch General <laughs> Hospital, and we'll get that reference. Oh my god! Uh, it's just for the parents. Oh, here's a little nod. Maybe. I don't know. Fine. Ugh, oh, this Christ. is where Boa Bobo finally sees the mirror, cries a little bit, and then escapes from the and finally becomes part of the gang. Yeah, he escapes from his shackles to go fight for their side. Because yeah. he looked at him in, himself in the mirror and was like, look at this monster. What did they do to me? I'm going to fight for these people. Yeah, Shuko did this. And then I have right here, the fight stops when Robert Patrick hid as, oh, he he faked himself being Jimmy. Yeah, he possessed Jimmy. And then kicked Billy before they could do that super cool bro handshake. (laughs) Yeah, one hand up, one hand a fist. Jesus Christ. They do it like four times, man. It's the new official plotty time handshake. (laughs) If you see another plotty fan, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Our plot heads out there. One hand up like you're doing a stop, the other in a fist. You just fucking lock. (laughs) It's got to be the right hands up. Left hand fist. Oh, then it lines up with the person across from you. Exactly. We got to get on the same page with this one. Otherwise, we're <laughs> or else we're going to look like assholes. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> we can't have that. Uh, and then Jimmy and Billy have to fight. I guess this is a nod to the game where they have to fight each other at the end. In an arcade where they accidentally kick a double dragon machine. Oh, forgot what yeah. We were watching. That was clutch. Uh, and then... Billy, the whole time, is trying to get the medallion to fucking do something. And eventually, he's just like, you know what? Fuck you, medallion. I don't need this shit. And he throws it. And then the medallion's like, oh, that now was I it. respect you. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I what is that supposed know. to mean? I don't know. I'm so confused. You have to Why give was up. that the thing? Why was that the thing? <laughs> when he finally decided... When the, the, when he finally, the fucking like, medallion no, fuck didn't yeah. decided he didn't need him, I don't. It was so amazing, and that's Why when it kicks that? in, and his body is invincible now. Yeah, and then he starts that by getting his ass kicked through a fucking <laughs> wall, through a fucking concrete wall, with like rebar shaking yeah. behind him. <laughs> I had to fucking cut something, man. And then he just was like, "Oh, I'm fine." That should have hurt. That's crazy. Why is that the thing? It's just... Anyway, so now that he has the thing, uh, Robert Patrick's like, all right, all right. Well, he's as Jimmy at this point, but he's like, all right, you got me. I can't hurt you, so why don't we make a deal? Right. And then I I have in my notes that he ends up becoming a shadow monster, just stealing the half of the medallion. Yeah, somehow... Doesn't he just grab it off his chest as Jimmy, and then... Billy kicks it out of his hand. It goes flying. He gets out of Jimmy, and they're talking, and he's like, oh, Jimmy, you're back. Billy and Jimmy have a little heart-to-heart while the shadow goes, snags it off the ground. Yes, and then he becomes super powerful when the two sides combine. Oh, yeah. He becomes a two-katana-wielding ninja man. I don't... He just, I don't know, materializes? He takes all the power out of New Angeles. It's it's a countywide blackout at this point. Is this a metaphor for something? I don't understand this at all. But anyway, Jimmy and Billy now, Jimmy being himself, they have to fight these two monsters, and they do a nice eventually, job. They do. They're doing all right, holding them off for a while while Marion gets the generator running and lights come on. There you go, and then eventually. After the fight, they end up with the with the medallion. Right, and they connect it together as a they team. T- and then get the sweetest fucking armor ever. <laughs> I love this one. He's like, "Do we? Oh, we don't have to wear this." He's like, "This is good stuff. You can't buy this off the rack." He's like, "At least I got the red." It's like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Yeah, this is. <laughs> like, they're in the middle of a fight. And they're doing this fucking, should I, is this color cool stuff? Oh, it's some wacky-ass gee. It's like golden inlays. It was amazing. We yeah, should all have it. It was bedazzled. I'd fucking buy one. We'll uh, we'll start a Kickstarter to get enough cash together to make special edition plotty time bedazzled Plotty keys. time. 
double dragon geese. <laughs> oh, no one's selling these. No one's selling these. You have to love this shit movie as much as we do. <sighs> so dumb. And then, okay, so we're at the end game here. All right. This is where Jimmy decides to possess Shuko, huh? Oh, no, before that. Oh. Miriam's face just appears in the sky. Oh, not and Miriam. like, I'm so... No, sorry, not Miriam. Santori's face. Yeah. She's dead, remember? And she's like, oh, you guys are great. I'm so proud of you. I knew you could do it later. She's like, this was the plan the whole time. <laughs> I forgot her face just showed up. And then they end up kicking the crap out of Robert Patrick. Now Jimmy takes over the t one thousand body. <laughs> and what is tell the people what he does. <laughs> Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. He starts smacking his own face. And everyone in attendance is laughing. Everyone's laughing, pointing at him. Ha, <laughs> look at this jerk. What a nerd. And then he possesses the body, hits himself, and th- he decides to give the police a $129 million check because they're because underfunded. if you throw money at the police, guys, crime goes away. Duh. We've been doing it for 50 years, and look at how little crime we have. That's apparently the only reason the cops weren't out at night. They weren't getting paid. <laughs> exactly. Now that it's worth their while. <laughs> yeah, no. They're going to go out there and do it. Oh, yes. This is where Marion's like, oh, my God, you hear that? Sirens. It's oh beautiful. <laughs> and they have this bit. Oh, man. This is, we're back in copaganda mode. Right. And then... That this big triumphant moment continues to where the fucking other cops arrive on site and they like this big fucking moment and he turns around reporting for night duty, sir. <laughs> it's like now you are, you fucking coward. Now that the main guy's down, you're like, okay, I guess we're cool as safe yeah, now, now. Now that all the gangs are cool, main guy's gone, and you get money. Now it's cool to be a cop. Oh my god! And it's not like the cop did anything to get to win over the respect of the other cops, other than go out there. Right. Like, yeah, he went out there in the beginning by himself, but he didn't do anything. Billy and Jimmy did everything, and now the cops are like, <laughs> "Well, they yeah, didn't know great. that. They just showed up. What with with Shok- Shuko in handcuffs, so it looks like the guy did it all, you know." And they, they just get rallied as heroes the second they arrive. <laughs> And then everything fucking ends happily ever after with the two weirdo henchmen we didn't even bother mentioning during this this fucking episode. Oh, yeah. Just walking down the street talking like, bro, what do you think we're going to do now? Oh, geez, I don't know, buddy. And that's the end of the movie. One of them has a sign that says, we'll hench for food. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, too. But that's where the movie ends. That's it. Everything's okay now because the cops... Are out at night. Saved, saved America. We didn't even get into the fucking smog fans that they talk about, and how they're I on. Forgot about the, the roof fans. of like corporations and shit. I also don't understand. There's two or three sequences where they go to the news, yeah. and on the news is one of the anchors is Vanna White, uh, famously right. known for changing the panels on was Wheel of Fortune, right? Yeah, Wheel yeah, of Fortune. Yeah. And she's one of the anchors, and they cut to the weatherman. It's Andy Dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he didn't I, say anything about that. What's the joke? Like, that the news has devolved to such a state that Andy Dick could be on TV? I don't understand. I don't know if Andy Dick was... What this was. Okay in 94? Was that was he on news radio in that time? It had to be. Right? He was okay. Like, nobody thought anything weird of him. But no, they, they obviously like, thought, like, I don't know what they were trying to say here. I don't get it. I, I, yeah, I don't know what this was. There was also a news segment where it's like, Madonna has broken up with Tim, Ar- Tim Arnold, Tom Arnold. She divorced Tom Arnold because she wants to be alone and moved to Paris. Like, what the fuck is that? That had to be around the uh, Tom Arnold, Roseanne Barr thing. I have no idea. It's a very, that's it. That's where we're back to. What kind of fucking movie is this? Is this a kid's movie where we have like the dude eating spinach and farting or is this a serious? Was that like their attempts at satire for the adults during this film? But if it's, 
I understand how you can make a kids movie that uh, you throw in some stuff for the adults. Like I, I understand you can, there's ways to do it. You can make very clever references, do stuff like that, tongue in cheek. You know, the adults get that chuckle. The kids are like, "What's that all about?" Oh, you'll know when you're older, and we all have a great moment. <laughs> this movie was the opposite to the extreme because the adult parts were supposed to be so serious and the ridiculous parts were so cartoony. No, the whole thing's cartoony, though. But it was there like... There very of-the-time references. There was very of-the-time references for adults and then moments for... Did they think that the person who would watch this movie was like an adult with a child's mind? Yeah, because that's who it seemed they were pitching it to, like a grown ass man who, who laughs at fart jokes, laughs at fart jokes, but not like well crafted fart jokes. Just like Bad. the character goes toot, and everyone goes <laughs> yeah. All the jokes were just like they were horribly written, dude. Cheap, yeah. But yeah, it was. This movie is amazing. It's something. It's a product of its time. I'll give you that. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know who the movie's for. It doesn't make sense. I I like the idea. Let's try to find something positive here. What do we like about it? The explosions, the explosions like dude. Fucking explosions were insane. Because even in the news segment, there's like a aerial view of one of the actual explosions from the video, the, the mm-hmm. movie. And it's huge, man. They They spent a lot of money on explosions. Yeah, and they looked fantastic. Absolutely, that was a that's a good note. Uh, also, it was very strange how you had those explosion effects that were, looked great, but then the CGI ones were not good at all. Oh, uh, when it was like showing post-apocalyptic L.A. Yeah, like the the flooded areas, the Capitol Records building, that saucer-looking thing with like stilts built in because it's fucking tipping over. Yeah, like that man's Chinese theater. Yeah. What what else good can we say about it? Uh, two thousand seven didn't turn out like that. <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's true. That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> That'd be rough, especially if that was the entire country or how they operated. You know what right. I mean? Because we still don't know if this hellscape is just L.A. or if it's everywhere. That's why there has to be a second movie in New York. See, there has to be. It's like the opposite escape from New York to escape from L.A. It's like the opposite. We make just exactly. the same movie Fucking A. Double Dragon New York. In the dystopian future of 2031. Fuck. Sick, dude. We'll still have fucking iPhones by then, probably. Yeah, of course we will. He's just talking shit because I got a phone, an iPhone. <laughs> I mean, what else? I don't know what else to say there. there is. I, I, I was very weirded out by the arc of Boa Bobo. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Well, it didn't make any sense because they run into the gang. They see Boa Bobo. There's a chase. They stop when they see the whole power core show up, and they they back off when the Mohawks see him. And so everybody, assumingly, and Boa Bobo leave. And then later, somehow, Robert Patrick captured him. Well, I or think he, he show I up think there he summoned for him because word got out that he saw the second dragon. Oh, okay. Because like, when he like, first shows great. up to his office, he's like, oh, I just thought it was a garbage piece of jewelry. I didn't know. <laughs> so then this guy that just showed up to give him all this news, he's like, you'll do, and then turns him into a steroid freak. Well, yeah, because Boa Bobo says, I already have the power of 10 men. He can bench press 800 pounds, dude. <sighs> <laughs> you sure know a lot about Boa Bobo and his entire backstory. It's pretty, it's pretty intriguing. My favorite part of the movie, his arc is... Chef's kiss. Is it? That's just perfect. <laughs> and then he's like, I work for the boss because he made me this way. And then all of a sudden, with, within a day, he's like, oh, my God, you're right. This sucks. And then he goes fight for the other side. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, we didn't. We just skipped over this part where he's like, I want to hang out with you guys, Jimmy and Billy. Well, he's like, oh, Jimmy and Marion. And they think it's Billy inhabiting his body. So they're like, yeah, you can drive, dude. <laughs> and then you just scream when Billy pops up who was just sleeping in the back of the station wagon for some reason I forgot did I miss this whole part maybe it's a fucking like two minute part at the end of the movie so now they're just broing, about, broing down with Boa Bobo yeah they're, they let him drive this, the dragon wagon I mean who says he couldn't drive I assume he knew how to drive before he was a freak well yeah he's, he was driving that chasing you in that truck for a long time you know 
Tristram. Yeah. So I suppose it's not that strange, but I guess they're bros now, and then that, those four are going to be the main characters in the sequel. Oh, dude. I'd, God, what are they going to do with pants it. in the sequel? What do you think? What are they going to do with pants? Yeah, like a lot of fray, maybe? Or do you think they'll bring back the suspended bottom half? They have to now. It's going to be the style of all the Power Corps. Just forever? It's part of their uniform? Yeah. Well, the leader wears them. Why, why shouldn't everybody else? Yeah, good point. Just like a cult. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right, let's wrap it up on that. All right. Uh, Sounds good. I had fun talking about this wild-ass movie. Fucking A, man. I wouldn't have watched it. I've gone out of my way not to watch it plenty of times before. <laughs> and now you're glad you did, right? Oh, I did not realize what a gem it was. Hidden gem. Yeah, people at that point, they they had no idea what a video game movie even was. They, they had no... They're just trying shit, man. They had no idea. <laughs> and we got this wild, crazy experiment because of it, which is fantastic. Right. The same year Pulp Fiction came out, this movie came out. <laughs> that makes it so much funnier. <laughs> Watch them back to back. Yeah, and you then, really uh, should. Watch them... Two TVs side by side. <laughs> side by side. No, play Pulp Fiction forward and then Double Dragon backward. And then there's going to be a meaning in there. Oh, it's beautiful. Like as soon as the medallions touch. That's when Travolta it, opens it, the chest. It's when Travolta opens the gates and he gets the thing. <laughs> Amazing. Jesus Christ. Let's say someone wrote their entire doctoral thesis in film studies on those two films, and they wanted to send it to us via email, how would they do that, Sir Jumpslat? <laughs> you can send that to playtime at gmail.com, and I'll read and respond, because that sounds interesting as hell. I'd read the show that, too. Right. And uh, if you want to get to us faster on the socials and the reddits, go to the subreddit, r slash time, and then you can also head over to Instagram and Twitter at time. Go to YouTube, like, subscribe. really helps us yeah, out. Buy some more shit on playtime.com. We got some absolutely hoodies. They're great for the summer. They're <laughs> <laughs> perfect for the hot <laughs> summer months. Uh, that takes to the eBay store. You can buy them there. Uh, that does it for us. So I guess uh, shout out Flame J, shout out Ham Man, shout out Drago the Slago, and as always, shout out Louise Guzman. Louise Guzman. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace.